Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, Seth Lee. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, everyone. Welcome back. It's time to go back to school. Back to reality. Back to life. I stopped doing school a long time uh, ago. Well, not me. Oh, dog left. He was uh, here, then he left. He was here, and now he's gone. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an exciting cameo by wow. the dog in the background. Glad, glad we could see Kirby. I mean, you can't see Kirby because you're listening to a podcast, not watching it. It's probably better that people don't watch it and see us. Well, no, because I wouldn't... I know, like some podcasts will do like an audio or audio and video version. Like w- one, there's no place to put a camera. No, based on trying to dampen sound. And two, like I cut out. I'm not cutting a ton, but I'm cutting like dead air, and I'm also cutting like if things are you know questionable. There's a lot of questionable. Do you ever leave the "Hey Emily" questions in there? No. Oh, okay, because I think those are funny. No, they uh, maybe once. Well, twice. But no, I think like if you had a compilation of them. I'm not going back and finding them, I can tell you that. No, but I mean, remember the time that you did the uh, Editor's Note podcast after dark? Yeah, I wish I hadn't. (laughs) In hindsight, I wish that didn't exist. should probably delete that from the Patreon. Good idea. Yeah, that's one of those things you learn as time goes on. And I feel like I don't have like that big of a turnaround. I'll be like a year later, I'm like, oh, that was stupid. And now you understand why I'm so guarded sometimes on some of the show content. I'm thinking ahead. I am a proactive thinker. I'm a visionary, Zach. No, I cut way more ear crap than I do my own. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> what do we got going on this week? We got the news of the week. We got what if. What if? Because there's another one. Yes. <laughs> a, a hilarious death montage. Sports reports this week in video game history. The Eternals. It's Jack Kirby's 104th birthday. There's a movie coming up. Let's celebrate good times. Come on. And your questions. That's a terrible song, by the way. I hate it. I mean, does anyone like it? it sucks. Cool in the sucks. gang. They made a lot of money off that. Song's still shit. Well, I mean, they made a lot of money. <laughs> if somebody said, Zach, I'm going to give you $1,000 a week to sing this song once a week, you would do it, and you would love it. Well, let's say you know I'm a quarterback for the Patriots, and they say, here's $3.1 million to go away. I'd go, all right. <laughs> well, there you go. Going away. <laughs> yes. Way to, way to ruin Jared's sports reports. Did anything else happen this week? Because I got literally zero. I got one minor thing. I mean, all the NFL teams are cutting down to their 53-man rosters. Woo. All right, but let's go from there into the nudes. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. James Bond had its problem. Oh, Moby had that um, like remix that was getting a lot of radio play, like back in the like, yes. late. Yeah, that was that was good, but you know, Moby seems like a weirdo creep. So, whatever. The, the original theme is still out there. But that was a good tune. Don't expect me to talk. No, Mister Bond, I expect, I expect you, you to, to die. die. <laughs> good times. Uh, <laughs> not related to the Moby song. Yeah, No Time to Die had uh, probably its final trailer because uh, it's been put out by MGM that no matter what this, or I guess Amazon, because I think Amazon bought MGM, right? I don't know. But this is, it's coming out. It's coming out next month or at the end of this month. Yes, it's September now. Yeah, they, uh, it basically came out that they said, every time we have to do a market, we've lost so much money on marketing that we have to reset every time that it's like such a net negative the movie is just coming out no matter what at this point. Like, some movies are getting pushed around here or there, but, like, James Bond has been pushed back so significantly from its original release date that, like, no, it's happening. It's just it's just going to happen. Like we've lost too much money in marketing. It's coming out. We will just deal with it and take it for what it is. And looks two- good. It looks good. I'm, I'm excited for it. It's an ev- it ties it all together. Well, the last movie tried to do that, and it was pointless. <laughs> Well, that's because they were setting the table for this one. No, they weren't. They thought it was uh, Daniel Craig's last one. You well, they clearly they clearly have said this is the last one because it says it in the trailer. Yeah, but he was also the guy at the last movie who was saying, I'd rather cut my wrist with broken glass than do another one of these. And then he did another one. Well, I'm sure the price was right. <laughs> I mean, remember Harrison Ford said, I'll never do Han Solo again. The price was right to die. Yes. I firmly believe that James Bond dies in this movie. It would be, you know, be a different take. It would certainly 
add into people's theories of like, how are they all connected? Are they connected? Because sometimes they say they are, and sometimes they say they're not. And really, it's very contradictory. And I also stand by who cares. I just want a fun movie. I enjoy James Bond movies. This will be one to actually, I'll go to the theaters for this one. I enjoyed James Bond enough that I'll go out. Yes. And this, the Daniel Craig series, which has been going on for a while now. Right now, they're on an every other one kind of deal, like one bad or one good, one bad, one good, one bad. So we're back up to one good. Yes, I'm hoping. I hope. Yeah, we're going to. Are we going to the movies this week? I can't remember. Yeah, we are. We are on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, Saturday Eternals. Yeah, we have. I remembered. Well, it's Shang Chi. Whatever. <laughs> like whatever Marvel crap is out this week. Pretty much. There's literally Marvel in my house every week now. They got my money. Who cares? Yeah, no, we're going on. We have tickets for Saturday. You're welcome, Kevin Feige. Yeah, we're we're helping that small independent movie studio stay afloat. Yes, I marvel at how long they've been able to do that. I was thinking today when I was watching What If. I'm so glad they like. I know it wasn't for a terribly long period of time, but when they're doing like the Marvel like ten year thing in their logo, I'm like, don't don't care for this. I don't know. This is a small thing. I just don't like it. I'm glad it's over. You know what's weird? Every time I see the logo, I think of that though. Hmm. It was effective. I just don't like it. That's just me. Whatever. Yeah, James Bond is back again, and he's ready to have time to die. Looks like it's going to be fun. It'll be entertaining. We get another double O. Have we had one of those since Sean Bean? I don't think. I was just thinking. I don't believe that there has been. He was double O, like, nine? I don't remember. I think it was double O, six. Yeah, whatever. For England, James? No, I mean, yes, I know. That's the great line. <laughs> no, for me. Yeah, I mean, it's a six. It's nine. It's a 69. She always did enjoy a good squeeze. When, I when do she not gets wrapped up in the helicopter. Yeah, I don't miss the Brazen era puns. The puns during I that love era. the puns. Oh my god, I love it. See you back at the lodge. I All of the James Bond like one liners from Killing. No, Pierce Brazen had the worst ones. Uh, Sean Connery shot a man with a with a uh, harpoon gun. I said, I think he got the point. Yeah, but he didn't say. I thought Christmas only came once a year. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> that is awful. You know, it's I like it. I laughed. I laugh again. What was it? Oh God, Denise Richards. Wait, Denise Richards or Richardson? I think it's Richards. Denise Richards, scientist, <laughs> very believable scientist. You'd miss me, James. Bang! I never miss. I stand by playing smart is like the hardest thing to do as an actor, and um, she didn't. <laughs> Whatever. No time to die coming up. You know what they've had to do for this movie? That's also cost them extra money. Because it's been delayed so far, a lot of the technology and uh, gadgets and like watches and things that are meant to their product promotion is so out of date, they've had to go back in and digitally change it. That's not cheap. No. So that's why, let's also, like, this movie's just coming out. It's coming out. We're not going to wait any longer. <laughs> We're not going to go back through and change a watch for the third time. It's like you're upgrading your avatar. Yeah. Basically, that's what they're doing. But the tech is out of not out of date, I would say, but no longer the current model. So yeah, they've had to physically go back in and change a lot of that stuff. Sounds not cheap. No, also kind of like a mustache removal. I'm also, you know, poor. So it's like, ooh, James Bond has it. I must have it because the answer is I can't afford that. If let me just go buy the newest Aston Martin or a classic Aston Martin, you know, with all my Aston Martin money, that pension from the British government. Yeah. What else happened this week? Oh, it was announced DC Fandome. They're doing that again. They're digital con. Ah. And there's no way I'm going to sit through it because I or watch any of the panels because I don't care and they're boring. It's just people on Zoom from their house. I, I don't know what you want me to say. Oh, no. I was thinking, like, and I've literally forgotten the name of the company. Whatever that old video conferencing company was, dropped the ball in such a hard way over the pandemic. I've literally forgotten their name. Uh... I think it started with an S. Oh, 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 um, I know what you're saying. I know what you mean. They were, Skype. Yeah, Skype. Boy, did they drop the ball fucking they did. hard. Yes. I mean, they're like the MySpace of video conferencing at this point. Wow. They're like the ICQ of instant messaging. Ow! <laughs> but DC Fandom has announced uh, what their lineup is going to be and the things they'll be showing. I'm like, oh my god, this all sounds amazing. I'm not going to watch it live, but the second those trailers go online... Or within like 30 minutes of it, I will be checking that out without watching a panel. Would you like to hear the rundown of some of the stuff? I mean, I'm going to have to listen to it anyway, so yes. 
<laughs> yeah, it's true. I guess we don't have a choice. Uh, one of the biggies, we're going to see our first, some of these, they're calling them first looks, which will mostly be like shots of people like on the set being like, it's going to be the craziest thing you've ever seen. Like, I can't believe what we're doing. Oh my God, you're all going to love it. Interspersed with like a few minor seconds of things. It's usually what, you know, those first looks are. But we're going to see Peacemaker. John Cena's unlikable character from the Suicide Squad. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Okay. We're going to see our first looks at Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom or the Fallen Kingdom. I didn't write down the full title. It's really uh, long. It's just three additional words. I forgot what they are. Shazam, Black Adam. We're also going to get our first look at The Flash, which is supposedly going to be showing us Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton. In the bat suits. And to be fair, I've seen both of them play that role before. <laughs> Yes, but you haven't seen him play it now. I could care less about the Flash in this movie. I just care about the Batman shit. Do you mean you couldn't care less? If you could care less, like you do care a little bit. I think I kind of go back and forth when I say that phrase. It can go either way. Like you could care less, but you're really not. You're kind of apathetic to caring less. It's more energy into it than you really yeah. care to do. I don't want to. I don't want to have to care less or care more. You're just like it is what it is. But it is officially announced that we are going to get a new Batman trailer, so versus just getting like a look at it, we're going to get a full Batman trailer. I guess the test screening went very well. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. I read some things. It is Apparently, it is dark. It's classif- like People were classifying it as a horror film. You know what a trailer dropped this week that was only at CinemaCon for like a small crowd? What? Matrix 4. Matrix Ooh. Reloaded. No. Revolution. Resurrection. <laughs> reboots yeah resurrection uh john wick's back baby and he's not happy with morpheus i mean Lawrence fishburne isn't in it but apparently a um young someone else someone else is playing a young morpheus in this i guess like he meets trinity in a coffee shop and he's like whoa do i know you morpheus no it's trinity and apparently he's trinity he's seeing a psychiatrist uh that's being played by neil patrick harris who is giving him whoa whatever pill isn't the one he's supposed to take like as his medication whichever one the blue one is it the blue one is that the one he's not supposed to take i I don't really yeah i don't know which one i mean well what's he not supposed to take like he could just stay there live in the matrix forever and not know and be all the happier or you could take the other i think is it the red pill did he take the red pill i think he takes the red pill i don't remember there is no spoon we'll cover the matrix before there is no spoon the movie comes out again first one top notch next two I haven't seen them in so long. That's also part. We'll be revisiting the them. big dance orgy party in uh, uh, Reloaded. Yeah, in um, this is Zion. Thank you, Zion. And Morpheus in that big long whatever he's wearing shirtless knitted trench coat. When is it? Link it links the character in that right? Yeah. Because when he comes home, he's like, "Where's him. my?" Oh no! He literally says "puss," and then he sees the children. He goes, "Hey, yeah, where's my puss? Hey, like." Hmm. Yeah. Silly Matrix. Killing a tank off screen for, I don't know, Well, I mean, conflicting reasons. Well, I mean, Tank probably should have died from the shot he got anyway from um, uh, whatever the hell. Cypher. Cypher. I almost called him Sphincter. <laughs> nope. Different, wrong name. Still same thing. An asshole. <laughs> What's your code name? Morpheus. Trinity. Sphincter. Sphincter. Not quite. And over there, there's Tank. Other news, did you ever see The Rocketeer? A long time ago. That's classic Joe Johnson movie, director from the first Captain America movie. I mean, I, I remember it. Disney did it. There were a lot of like like those like 30s kind of like... Well, it's getting a sequel. When does it take place? The 40s? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be from the perspective of a black character, though. But since it's like kind of that era period piece... I think like we'll, it, I think it'll be tackling some. Had things. the very stylized, yeah, Rocket- writing like Empire font and Rocketeer is fun. It's really fun. Yes, it's just I love the. I mean, there's a reason he did the first Captain America movie. Like the vibe, I guarantee Joe Johnson did that movie because of the Rocketeer. Like just the like positive vibe of that flick. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Rocketeer two coming to Disney Plus. Why not? Disney's first crack at someone like Iron Man who can fly in a metal suit. Something that would just burn your ass off, really burn your sphincter. Mm, yes. <laughs> if it was real. The sphincter or the suit? Either one. Toasty Sphincter. That's your new screen name. <laughs> it can be your burner account name, Toasty Sphincter. Other news. Um, this is a potential spoiler, mostly rumor, but it is coming from a relatively... Solid source? Yeah. And if it's true, I don't like it. 
Okay. Apparently in Doctor Strange 2, by the way, if you want to jump forward to the next segment, if you're worried about a spoiler that I'm I'm not convinced is real. Felt like you just sold it as you think it's real. I'm saying it's a good source. I'm Okay. I just think I don't want it to be real. All right. You can jump ahead. Time codes listed down below. As this is the last news story. Apparently in Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, Wanda Maximoff is going to be fighting Charles Xavier from the Fox X-Men universe in during one scene. You mean Patrick Stewart? Unclear which one. Interesting. I don't really want that because most of those movies are bad. And I don't want to continue that universe. Maybe she ends it. Maybe she, she just... Yeah, if that's how it goes, it's just, boom, they're all dead. I'm like, all right, cool. You're dead. You're all dead. I don't like... I like some of those movies. Some of them are solid. A large number of them were have been directed by an alleged sex pest that make me not want to rewatch them. Days of Future's Past? Yeah, that one too. And that's one of the better ones, but... Mm. I don't know. I just I have no interest in that universe continuing. It it got bad. It got real bad. Yes. Like Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, X Men Three, X Men Origins, Wolverine, which is at least hilariously entertaining. Why do you keep asking questions you already know the answers to? That's like a real fifty fifty kind of movie universe. I, I don't really want to see it continue. I'm Charles Xavier. I'm um. Why can't I think of his name right now? Eric Lyncher. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm all for bringing in the. X-Men. I think he improvised that part. His one line. Yes. Um, I think he did it on the first take too. Well, that was a quick buddy. That's my story, and I'm sticking I don't to know. it. I don't care about this universe continuing. I hope it doesn't. It's not very good. Again, maybe she ends that universe. Maybe she deatomizes Charles. Like people were so excited about like when um, Evan Peters showed up to like play like fake Quicksilver, and then he it turns out he just had like a butthole related pun name, whatever it was, Ralph Sphincter. Okay, this is too much Sphincter <laughs> for one show, and by too much, oh, I mean it was the... boner. It was boner. That's totally the other part of the body. That's not that far. No, but it's another part of the body. <laughs> I can't remember, but people like were so upset about that. Like, there's this weird like part of fandom that really loves those movies I'm like why they're bad like what is what is the possible interest here there like, is none like logan is amazing one of my favorite movies of all time but as a whole i could do without it i don't know so i hope she doesn't actually fight him but the source is, is relatively good with the information they put out so we'll see also i realize i am not quoting them because i didn't write it down and i'm being vague about it because i can't remember it off the top of my head mm. that's it for the news so let's change gears from there go into what if in our segment what up what if there's no theme here so i don't need to pause okay but you, but you did anyway we really should just i should make it or someone else should make it i'm just having like a, That's a very passive aggressive <laughs> way of asking for it to be done <laughs> well because i made one for mandalorian but mando minutes <laughs> well, there you go I mean, well you never hear the themes that was you and mcgregor going wait a minute oh Hello there. Awful. It was a, I was, just awful. I was the cheap knockoff video game version. Hello there. We should just get a TV theme for talking about television. Yes, we should. But whatever. Um. Also, Star Trek Lower Decks, still killing it. It's my review of episode right, three. There you go. That was quick. <laughs> I like it. You really would have liked episode two. It has that whole, like, um, at Tanegra, like, they- I gotta buy that shirt. That show- Something I love about Lower Decks, it does not give a fuck if you've never seen Star Trek before. It's, is it just full of references? Oh my god, so many. I mean, it's also doing its own thing, but it does not care if you haven't seen it. It's like, tough shit. You don't get it. Whatever. They had the guy, um, I forget the actor off the top of it, but they had um, uh, Tom Paris on the show last week for Voyager, and they just start just like making all these insane Voyager jokes about like, oh, remember that time you were a salamander and had sex with Captain Janeway, who was also a salamander and procreated? And, like, he wants to sit down in the control panel, I'm like, well, don't get lost in the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> Hilarious. Love all this shit. Yeah. Love I, it so much. I should buy this shirt. Darmok and Jalad at Tanegra. Yeah, they had uh, someone from that race. Yes, I know. I've, you've shown me the shirt before, the tour shirt. Yes. But they had someone from that race on the show, and like they had a translator, but it wasn't like fully working, so he just kept on speaking in story metaphor. I don't know which one I like better. Oh, Shaka, when the walls fell. <laughs> I don't know why you're not watching that show. I'm promising you, you'd love it. All right. I will, I will make an effort to get on it. Whatever, but we're not here to talk about Lower Decks, although it's amazing. Uh, we're here to talk about What If, Episode 4, 
what if Doctor Strange lost his heart and not his hands? And uh, when I read that title, I took it a little more literally than the show meant it. I kind of like this one. It looks like Picard's just ripping that axe up. Yes, everyone. I'm so glad you're showing me photos yes. of t-shirts. Everyone can definitely know what you're talking about. Well, now they know. Uh, this one, solidly okay. Yes, not the best one. The gist of it, I'm sure you've seen it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Watch it. Full spoilers. Doctor Strange... Um, <laughs> Can't stop having Rachel McAdams die, <laughs> and to the point where there's like a two minute montage of all the different ways she dies. Yeah, pretty much. And I got to the point where I was, just, I started. It's not supposed to be funny, but I started just like laughing at it hysterically because they just kept killing her again and again and, and again. like different ways. Is that why when you pulled up your YouTube, it's the I'm a God scene? I have no idea. I was trying to pull up, yeah, what, for whatever reason, when I was pulling up the No Time to Die trailer and clicking on it, it would go to a Ghostbusters clip of Bill Murray saying, I'm a god. Try again. It wasn't Ghostbusters. It was Groundhog Day. Ah, damn it. Sorry, I mixed up my G movies. <laughs> my Bill Murray 80s G movies. There you go. To be fair, I think Groundhog Day was they do talk PG. about a god. It's true. In Ghostbusters. Quite a bit towards the end. Oh, so we got new keys at work today. They relocked all the doors, so we have new keys. So they came over the intercom. If you're looking for a new key, come see the key holder. And I was like, the key master? There is no Dana. Only Zool. Vince Clortho. Yeah, great. Vince Clortho, key master of Gozer. Many shoves and Zools were... Anywho, what if episode four, um, <laughs> what if they just kept killing Rachel McAdams <laughs> for 30 minutes? Yeah. Christine! No! He does the Vader now. And boy, it's real. Like, I mentioned it before. I'm not a big fan of this animation. Mostly the lip flaps on this are real bad. Yes. Like, it, they do not match at all. But in when you're just hearing audio of Benedict Cumberbatch do uh, Doctor Strange versus just seeing it, boy, it stands out how flat his American accent is. Yeah, it didn't. I was like, wait, is this really him? I had to, like, Google it to make sure it was him. Yeah, that's, it doesn't translate well. No. But he does eventually do the Vader. No! It's or as so, I as I read, because so I like I like to go and look at recaps online sometimes. And one person like, or is animated shorthand for something bad is happening. Oh my god! So he tries to change time, and then the Sorcerer Supreme is like Tilda Swinton comes in. She's like, "Hey, right now, stop it, stop it now!" This is, oh, she called it an absolute point in time. Yeah. I just immediately like handbrake. I'm like, "Are you fucking Doctor Who and me at this?" With like a fixed point in time that can't be changed because you're just doing Doctor Who now. Yeah, pretty much. You're not even trying to hide it. This is just Doctor Who. You're just calling it an absolute point versus a fixed point. I mean, it's absolutely fixed. <laughs> Abs- it's fixed absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, Doctor Strange ends up. She splits. See, this is all in the Sorcerer Supreme for splitting time and splitting Doctor Strange and that damn dark energy. What did you think of the monster scene where like the different I like when he cut that octopus, that like Cthulhu monster in half. Yes. Like, oh, we're doing Lovecraft. We ain't doing Lovecraft. It's Cthulhu, baby. You know what I learned this week? Um, what? How to say Cthulhu? You know I, no, I knew how to do that. Uh, it's horrifying. Uh, look up uh, Lovecraft cat name. All right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, don't repeat that. By H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, uh, his cat's name. The cat had likely been giving its name by Le- when Lovecraft was about age nine. <sighs> yeah i like this was hp lovecraft named that the cat with the racial slur for name was his childhood pet who went missing in 1904 when he was 14 year old the first of a series of tragic events that would be set the struggling author the short answer to why this why his cat was named that hp lovecraft was a racist <laughs> yeah of course that's ex- i didn't think there needed to be an explanation there why would he call it that uh racism real bad racism but when i saw that i only learned that this week i was like holy shit that is that's not a good name for anybody no no it's not i don't like that at all yeah so when he cut up those like lovecraft monsters i'm like yeah cut him up carve it carve it he meets uh evil dr strange who just looks like strung out dr strange point to your cheekbones sunken eyes yes got point, point to, to your, your goatee. goatee yeah that was very terrifying that we just did that. Well, I've known you for too long. I don't know. This one's, I thought it was unintentionally hilarious. Yes. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. 
it was an enjoyable enough half an hour of time. I don't know. Some of these are real, like, I really liked the Star-Lord one, and the other three have kind of been okay. Star-Lord They're not one. bad. They're not, they haven't been bad, but they've been like, that's eh, fine. But the Star-Lord one is a standout one. Oh, yeah, Star-Lord one is the, is the best one. Easily. And the other three are kind of like, yeah, sure, why not? Hmm. I'm trying to think of what would the second one be. Hey, we got four more weeks of this. So we know we're going to get like Marvel zombies. There's going to be something with Ultron. I mean, this one is the darkest by far. This is the first time we see a universe just destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> just watching that one Christine die again and again and again in increasingly hilarious ways. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, he goes to the bar, her house catches on fire. <laughs> It's not supposed to be funny, but it was hilarious. Ugh. All right. Well, it's okay. It's kind of the short and long. Of yeah. It. Keeps on keeping on. All right. Let's move on from there to this week in video game history. Superhero landing coming up this week in video game history. Uh, we've mentioned this one a couple of times, but it's worth mentioning again. Okay. Because I think this is literally the third time in like a month it's come up. It's just around the time it happened. Uh, this video game that crashed the market was officially completed after only two weeks of work. E.T. Yeah, there it is. They only worked on that. One guy worked on it for two weeks. Oh, no wonder it sucked. Yeah. Look, the guy was on a serious crunch time. I'm serious. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, right, make a video game Elliot. in two weeks. Elliot. Go. Elliot. 1992. Oh, I love this game, and I love everything about most of the sequels. Have I played all the sequels? I must have. 92? I must. Uh, yeah, 1992, the best racing game ever began. Oh, Mario Kart. Of course, on the Super Nintendo. The first one is still fun to play. They're all fun to play. Yes. It's the one on the 64, fun to play. The one on the GameCube, I F- like that one less. Double Dash, boo. Eh. So you're like, I love them all, except for some of them. The one on the Wii, great. The one on the DS, fantastic. The one on the Switch <laughs> is fun, too. The one on the Switch slash Wii U is great. I love it. I've played it a couple times the last week just because I had like 10 minutes to kill here or there. Good for you. That's my go-to like, oh, I got a couple minutes. Like I don't have time to like commit to like, oh, let me go explore, you know, this whole region of a world in Zelda, but I got 10 minutes. I can do a couple of races. There you go. Fucking love Mario Kart. 1995. We got a couple. There's two of them. Yeah. Well, do you want to start with the easy one or the harder one? Uh, We'll start easy. I'm two for two. All right. I want to feel good about myself. This first-person shooter that involved shooting just demons and other great gory things, including the BFG. Oh, that's uh, it's the big fucking gun. It's Doom. Yes, it is. It was released on Super Nintendo in 1995. I remember the. I still remember the uh, the cheat codes for the PC version. Boy, do I not. IDDQD. That was God mode. You couldn't die. IDGAF. Uh, I think it was unlimited weapons or unlimited ammo. I'm sorry, it was I Don't Give a Fuck? Yes. Great. We've cursed too much already in this episode. Let's tone it back. Sorry. I Don't Give a Freak. I Well, I only used it once. To, it was That's what the BFG stands for. I know. Yes, Doom was released on the Super Nintendo. Also, this week in 1995, one of the best fighter, one of my favorite fighters of all time, definitely one of the best, especially of that era. I would, it's kind of like the tier below Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, but did get a sequel in the late aughts. It had a black cartridge on Super Nintendo. Was it Soul Calibur? Nope. Way earlier than that. A fighter? Yeah. What year? 95. Black cartridge, uh, ultra combos. Uh, is it a Mortal Kombat? I said a tier below Mortal Kombat oh. and Street Fighter. Uh, Smash Brothers. On Super Nintendo. Nope, I don't know. It's Killer Instinct. Oh. It's a great game. I have a feeling the way you do that, like I have no idea what you're talking nope, about. Nope, I don't. Killer Instinct's amazing. Okay. 2002, the second 3D Mario game came out, kind of changing up the format. You really had to get some things that were dirty pretty clean. Also, I don't really like this game. The second 3D Mario needed to clean things? Yeah. Super Mario Window Washer? So close. No idea. Super Mario Sunshine. On the oh, game cube. Okay. You had a you had a jet water jet pack you could fly. Was that the one that was shit. like the paper background and the No, that would be Paper Mario. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> you know that paper Mario? Whatever. Kind of thing? What that whatever. Whatever. It'd be called Paper Mario. And finally in two thousand three, 
This fighting game, I think, is only known for adding additional characters. Uh, got a boost by adding Link to it in the Game Boy Cube. The Game Boy Cube. The GameCube version. That's got to be Super Smash Brothers. No. Or just Smash Brothers? No. No, what is it? Soul Calibur 2. <sighs> Wrong fighting game. <laughs> the only reason anyone remembers that game, like, oh yeah, it had Link in it. <sighs> I guess Soul Calibur earlier. This I knew of fighting games. <laughs> Combo Breaker. So I have a question for you. All right. Real quick, this kind of kind of an interlude. So one of our icebreakers at work this week was the uh, name of fad from your childhood. Pogs. That's that's the one I said. I said Pogs. I don't understand Pogs. I didn't understand them. You then. had a super slammer. I didn't have a super slammer. I just had like a slammer and some. But yeah. Well, then you sucked. I was not. I mean, that's just it was, it was like skillless marbles. Marbles were big in my class for like one week because we went to like a marble factory or something. We, oh. all, we all played marbles for like one week and then realized marbles suck. Oh, there you go. So from killer instinct to instinctually cutting quarterbacks, that one didn't work. It's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. All right. Here we go. Hang on. Can I do all the basketball news I have? Yes, go ahead. Taco fall side with the Cleveland Cavaliers through training camp. There you, there you go. End of news. The taco experience is over. Only guaranteed through training camp. Well, end of basketball news. Nothing else has happened. No, there was no other sports season. news in the in New England except for the Patriots just outright cut Cam Newton. That was shocking. Yeah, I didn't know they were just going to be like, all right, he's gone. So I think it's like a multi-layered thing. Like that's really the big news. It's like, because he was dancing because of the rap music. No, Scott Zolak was wrong. That's the only reason it happened. The dancing. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to reach out to Scott Zolak to send me a birthday tweet this year. I have some. Have you seen any of them? You tell me about it every year. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Can you ask for the dancing? I don't know. No. So here's my read on it. Uh, by the way, the Patriots don't have a backup quarterback on the 53-man roster right now um, because Brian Hoyer is on the practice squad. Hmm. But also, Jarrett Stidham did some research. He's still alive. He's on the physically unable to perform. I forgot he had gotten hurt. So he's still there. So you have those are kind of the three quarterbacks for the Patriots right now. But no, I mean, it was clear that Mac Jones was better. He can do some more things, especially when it comes to the pass game uh, and carving the top off the, you know, the defense. You see, and the, the reason it surprised me is just because they put that new contract down. Well, I mean, I think it was kind of a... I know that it was, was that vet minimum contract? I think so, but I look at it, it was a $3 million insurance policy. If the rookie doesn't start panning out or doesn't pan out through training camp, we have a $3 million insurance policy to buy more time for him. Clearly, the rookie was better. The first-year player was better than, than Cam. It's very weird how know, it all kind of went down at the end. I know $3 million isn't much like in like sports terms, but in, yeah. my, in my world, like... If I had $3 million, you would literally never hear from me again. I would just disappear into the woods. I'd be happier. <laughs> no one would ever hear from me again. The show would be over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to do I would, I'd keep the show going. Don't worry. Well, no one's giving me $3 million to go away. No. Let's start a GoFundMe. <laughs> uh, so, On top of the Patreon, now there's a GoFundMe. So I don't think Cam is wired to be a backup. I think it would have, you know... I just still don't like if Mac Jones struggles. I mean, they're they have attached their star to him, unless unless there's oh, some there's other more. There's still kind of that wild rumor out there. I I don't know how much I buy it or don't buy it, but you know that the Patriots still might be making plays for for Jimmy Garoppolo. Really? Yeah, there's still some people that think that maybe the Patriots still can get a hold of Jimmy Garoppolo, that, or they just really believe in Mac Jones. And I think that, that I mean feels the offense unlikely. It's still yes, I would agree. But the I mean the Patriots' offense looked the best with Mac Jones. I mean he got the thing moving. It looked like you're used to seeing out of the Patriots. I, you know, it was only a matter of time. I didn't expect it to be now, but I mean, hey, Bill Belichick has done some stranger things before. Uh, but this is probably up there for roster moves to to let a veteran quarterback go like that. Can you imagine what his face was when he had to make this move? Was it frowny? I think <laughs> it, it was just a perpetual. It was fan. RBF resting pill face. <laughs> a man who looks like he's never had fun once in his life. Have you ever? Have I? Uh, have I ever showed you the clip from? Uh, 
it was like a like the Patriot like the Patriots granted access to NFL films, like full access. And there's a scene in which Randy Moss goes into Bill Belichick's office. Uh, he's getting ready to leave after a meeting with him, and says, "Hey, we're we're it's right around Halloween." He's like, "We're gonna you know run a roller rink and get costumes and, and kind of have a night." Because he's like, "You know, we don't go out anymore, and you know, just kind of have ourselves a night, get a DJ." And he said, would you like to go? And Belichick's like, what, I dress up as Satan? <laughs> Guess who shows up to the roller rink? Bill Belichick. I hope it's the cheapest costume. I'm Dressed actual. as Captain Jack Sparrow as a pirate right. on roller skates. There, there we go. So, yes, he, he is capable of having fun. Did anything else happen at all not this that week I can in really, any sport? No, not really. I guess baseball is a thing that happens, but who cares because it's baseball? Uh, well, actually, the uh, Xander Bogarts from the or the, yeah, it was Xander Bogarts from the Red Sox tested positive for COVID nineteen, so they're waiting for that to kind of spread through the team, possibly. Cool, not a positive thing for everyone. There you go. Yeah, is is that a short lived sport section? Yes. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, hey, the Cam Newton news is pretty big. It's very big, very very big. All right, from there. My God, he's on roller skates yes. as a pirate. Yes, he is. <laughs> Good times. All right, we're going to move on from there. Stop showing me photos of Bill Belichick. Skating as a pirate? Just in general. Oh, here you go. This is the winning picture right here. Once again, audio medium. Oh, God, what a terrifying pirate. Who's that girl he's with? That's his, I think it's his now wife. Oh. Oh, I see someone has money. <laughs> All right. I don't see Bill Belichick being a generous lover. I see him just laying there motionless. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of that. <laughs> Do you disagree? I don't know. <laughs> the man's 69 years old, so. Nice. Onward? I also guarantee he's not doing that. <sighs> Can we move on? Do you want to think about Bill Belichick's sex life? <laughs> All right. As it is coming up, and it's also Jack Kirby's 104th birthday. Wow. That, that was an accident. Just happened. <laughs> it just so happened. <laughs> yeah. I don't keep track of it. I can't remember if I've posted the photo that I did. Did I post that same photo last year? I don't remember for his birthday of just like the silver, like, you know, issue of like not brand eh, where it's the silver surfer falling off of his surfboard. It's Marvel's humor magazine, which is never funny once. And two goats just running by like, hey, look at that guy on a surfboard. And another goat is going, I've got my own problems. <laughs> it's so random, but I love it. I don't know if you saw that tweet. No, I did not see that tweet. Just two goats. <laughs> It's two random goats, two talking goats. Love it. And I did it. I'm like, did I post this last year? Because I still think this is unintentionally hilarious. I might have. You may have. But with the Eternals coming up, we are taking a look at the initial run of Eternals by Jack Kirby. It's Jared's reading corner. So for this um, reading of it, you read the, f I told you to read the first six. Oh, I, I, I think I only read the first one. Well, you read the first. That's what I was talking about, a character. Oh. Well, you read one, um, which is a small chunk of it. Uh, where's your email? I feel like I'm, I'm, maybe I misread your email. Where are you? I definitely said read six. Oh, I'm, I had a, a moment where I, you said the first six of these. I thought it said the first of six of these. My bad. Well, you read one. I asked you to read six, which you also you also go on to say it's not a full story, but it has a decent point to stop. Big old epic space shit. Yeah, that's true. My original plan was to read the entire Jack Kirby run before this. There are 19 issues in an annual. I made it through 13 in an annual. I didn't quite make it to the end. But next week I'll have read it all. But I don't, you know, I didn't quite make my goal. But still, enough was read that we can talk about the Eternals. I don't know. <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. Look at that graphic novel. There's a bunch of space shit. There's a hand. And there's a deviant at the bottom. And everyone has square faces like typical Jack Kirby. What? How much did you... What happens in the first issue? They're like looking up that Mayan temple and they find out it's like the room of the gods and Icarus shows up. And oh, man. Plane you, crashed. You got... You read nothing. All right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I read enough to cover this conversation, though. So the Eternals. Uh, basically... What this book is, is Jack Kirby had left Marvel Comics, mostly because he was pissed at Stan. Not entirely, but that's the thing. And he goes over to DC, and he works on a number of books. A lot of stuff, like, kind of, there's some false starts, like, oh, right, OMAC, oh, right, I don't know, a dozen other random books that kind of go nowhere. But the biggie was, go do the fourth world. 
which was all the new god stuff it consisted of four books uh superman's pal jimmy olsen which uh every the kind of prevailing rumor of why he took that book was because um he didn't want to kick anyone off of their work because he didn't want anyone to be out of a job because of him and no one was currently on that title uh, he did new gods mr miracle forever were for not forever world forever people uh jimmy olsen and forever people are kind of forgettable they're not very good uh mr miracle and new gods plus a graphic novel at the end of everything to kind of wrap up the story they're both solid books but his tenure at dc it's a couple of years in the late 70s and he ends up going back to marvel and when he goes back to marvel he basically says i just want to keep doing the shit i was doing well he says basically i want to be left alone we've covered some of that like his black panther he goes back to captain america uh, but he also does uh, The Eternals, which is his own creation. And it's basically him just continuing doing New God stuff. Or that is kind of the basic premise you'll get if you ask anyone like on the internet. It's like, oh, it's just him doing the same shit. New Gods, I feel like, has a pedigree around it. Eternals, much less so. And after reading most of it, again, I still got like six issues to go. I like The Eternals a lot more than I like New Gods. And I like New Gods a good amount. I've never read New Gods, so I couldn't tell you. Well, I have an omnibus upstairs that you could kill a vagrant with. It's so heavy. Wow, that's... <laughs> no one would ever suspect. Just took him out with this omnibus. But for my money, your comments won't... Because I, t- I made you rewatch the Eternals trailer. I'm like, oh, that's Ajax. You're like, Ajax wasn't in the books yet. I'm like... No, I only read the first one. I knew Icarus. <laughs> he shoots lasers out of his damn eyes. So let's talk Eternals. What what are the Eternals coming up for the movie? The Eternals are essentially old legends of Earth, mostly Greek-related legends that um, got kind of bastardized. Like we have Icarus, and he didn't fly too close to the sun, but he did fly um, too close to Noah's Ark, and it wasn't a dove, actually. It was just Icarus. Was that in the first issue? Yes. All right, great. <laughs> so I like that they're like, we have space gods, but we also have Judeo-Christian god. Because Noah's Ark is a thing in this. And other characters like Angelina Jolie is playing Athena, who's really Athena. Yeah. And they live on Olympia versus Olympus. Sprite is in there. They're like, oh, remember when he was in Shakespeare? But that's kind of the gist. It's, it's mostly old Greek gods that have been updated and like changed their spelling slightly. But we get going on in this. And some differences from what we've seen in uh, the trailer is the trailer for the Eternals is like, we came to Earth 7,000 years ago. Which is not how it works in the book. In the book, they're humans. Yes. So, you know, they get to have their Judeo-Christian god. But they start experimenting with them because they started with a with a monkey. By they, you being the Celestials. Yes. And there are three things that happened. There were the Deviants, yep. the humans, and the Eternals. See, yeah. I read... One of them. <laughs> That's okay. We'll work with it. I'm sorry. I misread the email. I was like, one of six. Okay. I was like, well, it's a short run, but if he wants to read one issue, that's fine by me <laughs> yeah so we uh the Eter- I should have known something was up the eternals are you know, it's in the name they are eternal they live forever they're gonna keep going on humans are regular deviants end up becoming our myths of what lives underground like the concept of like hell and demons like because they were literally driven underground oh shit i missed some cool stuff there's stuff on fire and a winged green tooth thing someone's meditating is that a deviant that's just a regular old deviant oh okay yeah, the deviants want to fight everybody. I know that. And as we mentioned, when we uh, watched the trailer, there's this villain. I'm like, I have no idea who that guy What's is. What's happening? It's a little BDSM action with that guy. He's getting... That's Crow, I think. K-R-O, I think was uh. the spelling. He is a deviant who is... Deviants are supposed to like have a kind of human-esque lifestyle, but he has horns, so he looks like the devil. He can also take them away when he wants to. But he's he's not the leader of the deviants. That goes to Toad, T-O-D-E. Yes. He also just looks like a toad. But Crow has lived for a very long time. He, uh, he's also tries to bridge the gap between the Deviants and the Eternals and mentions that he has a dalliance with Angelina Jolie's character, Thena. They have smashed. The coming of the Celestials, literally. No. Oh. They're space gods. Originally, they're just called space gods for a while, then eventually Kirby comes up with, like, I guess they're called Celestials now. That's fair. But the whole thing is, um, and we'll see what the movie does with this, because there's also a um, Neil Gaiman, John Romita Jr. book that we're going to end up covering sooner rather than later. But at least in this initial run, the Celestials come to Earth, and their whole thing is, we are here to judge you. We are going to sit here for 50 years, and we're going to judge the shit out of you. Is that the Hulk? Yeah. Oh, shit. I have a question that's kind of like 
not really Eternals related, but more so like Kirby related. Sure. One of the things I've noticed about Kirby art, it's very, faces are very boxy and square. Yeah, as long as they're not being redone, because like when he was even doing, um, his Hulk faces were redone um, a number of times in the early days. When he was over on DC, his Superman faces were basically always redone to make it more house style. But anyway, your question. I dove off on a tangent. No, I just is that, is that like a common Kirby theme? Like, is that yeah. something that people talk about? I can pick, yeah. Kirby, okay. like, you can just, I can look at somebody like, I've now become, like, smart enough to, like, that looks like Jack Kirby. Kirby faces, like, uh, yeah, he has a very distinct style. He basically draws the same female face every single time. Yeah, and a um, lot of the, like, the monsters kind of have the same, like, there's always one guy with a big head and the forehead's really, really big and a wide mouth. Or even with, even in the Eternals, uh, he has, the way he usually opens a book is he'll do a title splash page, and then you turn it and you get a double page splash. He uses that all the time. That's his general formatting for writing a book or drawing a book. Yeah. Or writing and drawing a book, depending on what it is. Like, it's always, the first page is always, like... Title splash, then double splash yeah. page, and then I'll get into, like, regular panel kind of stuff. Like this. Yes. Once again, audio medium. Well, I'm just... I'm proving I know what you were talking about. I noticed it. But yeah, so the uh, movie has them being from space versus in the book, they are just altered beings. And so the Celestials come to Earth and they're going to do this 50-year judgment of the three different races. And the Deviants, they come up from out of the ground and they try and go the humans into attacking the Celestials. So the Celestials will just judge the humans and kill all of them and leave everyone else alone. They basically burned down New York to do this. Fun times. But that's that initial uh, relationship with the Celestials. It's not like, oh my god, like, the again, the movie is like, oh, like, they told us not to interfere except with things with the Deviants. So we we are getting some variations. Uh, we're also getting variations a lot in gender and race. The movie is relatively diverse versus the book is basically white people. And there are a few female characters in there, like the um, Athena character and... Or Athena, and I'm blanking literally on the main character name. Whatever. Moving on from that. But uh, characters like Ajax is gender swapped to being Selma Hayek, and a few other characters. The one that's funniest to me, though, is um, Kumail Nanjiani's character. Like, it's this book is a sea of white people, except for the character that Kumail is playing, who is Japanese. But also, obviously, Kumail is not Japanese. <laughs> So, like, the one character that was actually diverse, they changed for the movie. Which I love Kumail, and I'm not that concerned about it, but, like, Kumail and this is playing, like, a Bollywood star versus his character in the book is Japanese and, like, a samurai movie star. Well, I like a good samurai movie, just like the next person. I know, it's just funny that it's, like, this. there's a very clear, obvious, like, oh, we are going to make this a, like, multicultural and, and diverse cast, and the one character that isn't white, they're like, eh, switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of the first issue <laughs> well i wanted to know what happened next actually no it's not that long of a run oh okay well you i'll see, know better next time see this graphic this that's is all of it that's yeah. all of the eternals oh that's all of jack kirby's eternals okay. and i also it's relatively impenetrable if you were to jump into later issues it is just one continuous story with no like real good jumping on point no real anything it's just it's there it exists as this one long story. And again, I haven't finished it. I still got like six issues to go. So I can't say if it like even like ends well or anything, but I think it's the it might be the most Kirby thing I've ever read. Like art wise, story wise, like it's just big and bombastic and the art is just fucking insane. And what I'm reading it out of is this graphic novel that got um it's obviously reprints, and a lot of these reprints have recoloring. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I know some people are purists and they like it the way that it was. I tell you, the reprinting of the colors in this collection are pretty incredible. Like the way it was supposed to look kind of deal. Mm -hmm. I love the art in this book. It's insane. It's so insanely good. He's just like, yeah, big spaceship. Big old space gods judge you for 50 years. All right, I've been talking for a while. Give me some impressions here. Uh, I mean, again, the Kirby art's awesome. I love how he draws on like different religions, like the Mayans and and like how they, the influence of the Celestials on the formation of what we know as Earth. I hear their calendar will end about 2012. Well, well it's a few years too late. It had the build up to me like you got some superhumans or metahumans or whatever you want to want to call them in this, and but you've also got like your trope of like regular human beings that are going to tag along with them on this adventure. The uh, the old guy and his his 
archaeology crew, I called him Discount Santa when I was reading it. I'm like, oh, look, it's Discount Santa. In the book, our human point of view character is going to be Kit Harrington, who was Jon Snow, who will probably end up becoming the Black Knight. Ah. Versus Not random the ar- same Black archaeological. Knight, the same Black Knight from Monty Python? No. Tis a, tis a scratch. Yeah, I know the character. Come here, I'll butt your knees off. So, I know, it's... um. You can tell, like, Kirby has this idea to build a huge, massive, immersive universe and world, and he gets right to work with it. You know, pretty decent exposition. He lays out very clearly kind of the three, well, four groups of characters we're going to be following here, the Deviants, the Humans, the Eternals, and then obviously the Celestials. And the downside of you only reading this first issue, because, you know, when you were watching through, I'm like, oh, that's Ajax that got gender swapped. And you went, who? I'm like, huh. Yeah. Um, but I knew Icarus. But the thing that uh, happens, especially in the early issues, is there is a slow rollout of the characters, so you get used to the cast. So it's not just, here's 20 characters. He he sprinkles them in over time, so you have kind of time to sit with each one of them. But, no, I mean, I'm curious to see here, like, who who are the bad guys? Is it the Deviants? Is it the Celestials? Is it the enemy of my enemies, my friend? I th- um, best get... There's... It's probably one of the Eternals who's going to turn coat in this. Ah. Like, what are the Celestials? Are they just here to, like, destroy things? Are they, like, the Watcher? What's going on there? Well, they're there to judge. They basically say, like, hey, we fucked around with genetics. Um, What worked, what didn't, what needs to be culled. Ah. So now it's kind of like, does it become a thing, like, where, I'm just guessing, like, the Deviants are trying to, like, get with the Celestials so they can survive. The Eternals are fighting the Deviants to show that they're superior. The Celestials are just like, dance puppets. Yeah, sometimes a human throws a nuke at their head. Oh, shit. Sometimes they go to space. Yes. I don't know. I feel like the the Eternals gets this rap of being like B-grade new gods, but I liked it quite a bit more. And this is some of my favorite Kirby art I've ever seen. It's fucking wild. I don't know. That's kind of the gist of uh, the initial Eternals run. It does eventually start crossing over with some Marvel stuff. Like, so many, like, Commandy did the same thing of, like, oh, we're, we're our own thing. But, you know, eventually Superman and Eternals ends up doing the same thing. Like, we kind of exist on our own world, but, you know, also the Hulk. So there is a bit of that. But, yeah, overall, I loved this. I really loved you, this. You're a big Kirby guy. You're a big Kirby. I am, big but I also... Universe guy. I would also say that I think I am very good at discerning of when it's not working. I can tell you when it's not working. <laughs> I'm not like, and so often, it's something that I really liked about this, and especially you can see in his DC work, he has so many properties that he starts that kind of immediately fall off. A lot of times he goes into stuff with like a great idea, and the like the beginning of it is amazing, and then it fucking tanks in a hard way. But Eternals, like, again, I'm not done with it. I got like six issues left, but it hasn't really wavered yet in quality for me. Like, it's really good and really solid. I hope it ends strong because it kind of feels like a contained thing because it's not, like, broken up into arcs. It's just kind of one big thing. Man, I hope it finishes good. <laughs> it will. I hope. it. I mean, it might not. I mean, the nice thing about uh, the New God stuff is they gave him a graphic novel to come back with and said, okay, you can kind of wrap up your storylines. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure how Eternals ends up looking at the end. Because sometimes, uh, we'll just use Commandy as an example, he's just done. He's just done. Nothing's wrapped up. Nothing's finished. He's just done. Someone else takes over. Someone else can finish your story. Yeah. Much like, you know, it's like a TV show. It starts with a certain showrunner or maybe... Yeah, sometimes things just end. Yeah. Or like somebody's run with the ends and it goes in a completely different direction. I don't know. Like sometimes said, for the better or for the worse. I was hoping I was going to be able to finish this up before today, but I didn't quite have enough oh, time. Oh, well, you're a lot further into it than I am. Yeah, and I've really enjoyed all of it, so I highly recommend it. Is all- this your first read-through of it? Yeah, I've never read this before. Oh, okay, cool. Also, Jack Kirby worked for, like... I'm surprised, because long- you're a big Kirby guy. He worked for, like, 70 years. I haven't read it all. You have a big Kirby book over there. Yes, there's a bunch of random Kirby stuff in the house. Oh, okay, cool. I saw your new art was here. Yeah. What was it a page of? Captain America. I I should have known that because I saw the shield. Yes, that would do it. All right. Well, congratulations on the new art. Yeah. I uh, had to gonna have to sell a lot of art to cover that. When did you put Commandy up over there? Um, last night because I had to take down a bunch of art to cover the Captain America piece. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't remember ever seeing Commandy, the last boy on earth over there. <laughs> Why does this room look so stripped down now? Because a lot of art is gone. I'll be damned. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, you filled it in with a couple of old editor's note flyers. Yeah. 
like those. I worked hard on those designs. You should. You should enjoy them. They're signed and everything. Good job. Not by you. You should sign one. Add some. I still got a couple upstairs. Your your signature is horrible. And worthless. I was trying to be nice to you, but. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because your signature, Buko the money. You know, whenever I'm signing something, it's because I'm signing away money. Uh, You know what time it is? It's time for letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always death. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can send them into editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. All right. What do we got this week? I like this one. After I failed spectacularly last week. What genre of a superhero movie would you like to see that hasn't been done yet? A rom-com. With who? Well, I mean, just you don't even have to like have it be like established characters. It could be just like a couple of superheroes, like that. You know how hard it is to date and find like you know find a, find love as a superhero, and really it's like two superheroes. So kind of like almost like a Sleepless in Seattle slash You've Got Mail, but with superheroes that end up like you know not like necessarily teaming up, but like are in the same city and they don't realize it, and eventually at some point during the whole ordeal, they're like oh my gosh, you're actually this superhero and you're this superheroine and yeah, like a rom-com. So you want the Mr. and Mrs. Smith of superhero movies? Yeah, pretty much. You were an assassin, but I was an assassin. Yeah. I would like to see a gangster movie. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Because I was thinking originally, like, oh, I'd like to see a villain movie. It's like, oh, I mean, there's stuff like the Suicide Squad, but I mean, you know, they're like half way because they end up like saving the world we got like the anti-hero with um the will smith one or oh, he's drunk you're talking about hancock yes yeah but i was like well they have done a just pure villain movie it was joker and i didn't like that movie no you you hated that movie yeah, i did not like it so i was like all right what about gangster we have we certainly haven't seen a gangster movie and i don't know if you would want to go with like low tier characters like hammerhead or something or kingpin or do the Magia, which, if you don't know, the Comics Code Authority, like when uh, comics went to court because they were smut, they had all these like self police rules, and like one of them was like you can't include like uh, the mafia, so they just moved one letter down the alphabet and Magia made, <laughs> made the Magia. So I don't know. I mean, I was just thinking like I'd like to see the Godfather of superhero movies, and that could be kingpin although there was quite a lot of kingpin and daredevil which is the reason i said like maybe like hammerhead or what about uh, like uh characters from uh who framed roger rabbit like dicky the nose was any in that or was that a different one that was who framed roger rabbit i think i haven't seen that movie in a while good movie very good movie but yeah i think my answer is a gangster movie because we definitely haven't seen anything like that no we haven't We've seen villains, we've seen levels of organized crime, but we certainly haven't seen anything close to a gangster movie yet in the kind of superhero world. Or even if you wanted to kind of stay in that same realm, uh, give me like a private eye superhero movie. We also haven't seen that. Mm. Yeah, that'd be fun. Give me, I don't know, I mean, there's so many MacGuffins in this stuff. I mean, just, yeah, give me the Maltese Falcon of superhero movies, just finding some artifact. It's kind of like almost like someone hard boiled. So you're like saying like a Indiana Jones with powers. Yeah, kind of. Wasn't that? I mean, that's also kind of like Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Well, isn't like the the Phantom? That's what that movie was. Remember we watched Billy's and the Phantom. We already so we've got that. That was a good movie. I enjoyed that movie. Same writer as uh, Indiana Jones, by the way. Oh, surprising! Surprisingly good movie. So yeah, but so we've already seen that movie. Then like guy with superpowers finding an artifact. Seen it. It's happened. I'm surprised I drew that out of my head. He's not a gumshoe. There you go. Like a why can't I, like a Dick Tracy? Yeah, but like Dick Tracy doesn't his superpower is on a watch that talks to him. I, mean, I guess they had Jessica Jones. Well, maybe Nick. No, Nick. I think Nick the Nose was in Dick Tracy. I am standing by gangster movie. I like I like superhero rom com. That's what I'm going to roll with. Don't want to see that, but that's okay. We're moving on. I wasn't making a movie for you. You just saying what would be a good idea. We're done. That's the end of the show. All right. That's it. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we put it out. Excited to hear that you didn't get the gentleman's response from Jeff. He actually wrote to you. Yeah, it was a very nice. It was very nice. Yes. Thanks, you. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, I, I will sleep better tonight uh, after your kind words. You too can get shout outs on the air. We're back to doing the Duke and Duchess of the podcast. I know we didn't have a new one this week. No, we didn't. It's, you know, two weeks in a row. 
Uh, but yeah, $5 a month or more gets you to be a Duke or Duchess of the podcast in which we celebrate you very safe, uh, uh, voraciously. Yeah. All right, there we go. Yeah, I tried to sound smart there and failed spectacularly. So editor's note, com- uh, editor's note comics on the Patreon. Try typing this in, patreon.com slash editor's note comics. That's the one. You're on I Twitter. butchered the hell out of that. Yeah, at Junior Rich. And you can also find Zach on Twitter at editor's note comics. Doing stuff there again. Yes, he is. It's a fun time. Just stay positive, kids. Yes. Hey, you know what's better than uh, nine rings, Zach? Ten rings. Yeah, yeah we're seeing Shang-Chi this week. Yeah, we're going to go see Shang-Chi. All so. right, Shang-Chi. All right, see you next week. For Shang-Chi.